Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to the Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. Welcome to Thinker Girl, the podcast where we chew the fat, basically, uh, without our radio co-host once a week. I'm Stacey June and joined with young mate Christy Mercer. Hey, girl. Hey, babe. I think I say the same, that hey girl thing every single week. <laughs> and I think I always say hello, so I decided to mix it up today. All right, good on you. You're living yeah. on the wild side. You better believe it. I'm pretty excited to have uh, this gem join us today. I've known Hales for ages. She's like my first, <laughs> I don't know, worked with her really, really green radio days. And she was like on this cool night show, running around just laughing everywhere. And I'm like, <laughs> she, <laughs> she just seems like she's like would be a cool person to know uh and that is Hayley Pearson from SAFM hi Hales hi girls I feel so excited to be here the fact you called me a gem is just so lovely I've never been referred to as a gem before haven't you never yeah. I thought I'm that we call our gems like our pieces that we bring to this gems actually but I felt like that was fitting for you mm, yeah get the boys to start calling you their gem the gem of their okay, eye. Sorry, girls. I um, I, I love I love your little podcast. I listen to it all the time. Although I don't oh, really like the beginning of things, and then I listened to a full one before. I didn't realise how revealing you were. You're talking about blowjobs and periods and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the whole reason it started. We were like, we get over the rules, and then just started chewing fat, and then people like to. Yeah, I wouldn't say people listen to our podcast more than our radio podcast shows because that would be mean. But I think it's the truth. <laughs> Well, this is, this is what people want to hear. Yeah, so uh, if you haven't listened before, uh, we basically, yeah, chew the fat, like I said, about things that we can't talk about on our show. So essentially ideas and different things that we've had that we've wanted to talk about that probably wouldn't work from six till nine on our job. So we created this uh, and invite a hot seat hottie to join us each week. So let's do a bit of a content. Uh, what have we got, chickadees? Um, I want to talk about a study that I came across early this week that actually said, and it was specifically for, for men, the hotter you are, the more of an asshole you are, and the uglier yeah. you are, the nicer you are. So it'd be interesting to see what you guys think, because it is funny when you judge a dude based on how hot they are and, and, and what looks their personality can actually mean. I feel like ugly guys can still be assholes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. They're worse. What have they got to hear? What about you, Howes? Um, I am going to talk to you girls about, I was the victim of a judgy misjudge judge, which is a, a judgy woman. And <laughs> oh. I think women can be the worst judges of all. So, and you won't yeah. believe what this, this chick said to me, um, at the pool. I'm still angry about it. Like my face is still red. I'm firing up. Really? Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What were you doing at the pool? Oh, not me. I wasn't swimming. Don't worry about that. Oh, <laughs> Have you become one of those people? <laughs> I'm judging already. <laughs> Sorry. 
Soz pants. Um, I want to talk about, again, a study, Christy. We've either oh, gotten lazy oh, and just starting nice. to think of things from our shows, like literally, or, mm. um, I don't know, people are doing lots more studious things this week. I want to talk about there's been a study released that the alpha woman, which I guess we'll define that when I crack into it, they say that actually should be paired with a beta male. I did hear about this. Mm. This would be interesting to talk about because... It's funny, your perception of what you are versus what other people think as well. So oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's convoluted. Yeah. But, yeah, that's so yeah. true. All right, who wants to go first? Um, we better... You don't want to hear the ugly. Okay. Yeah, true. Well, <laughs> well I, don't have the, I don't have the specific details because I'm not really a details kind of girl, in case you haven't guessed that. But, <laughs> but um, basically, the study said that, and it was, it was, this was specific to men, not females, so that... The, the more attractive you were as a male, the worse your personality was and vice versa, that actually the uglier you were or the less attractive you appeared as a male, the nicer your personality was based on wow. the research study that they had. And I was kind of reading this and I was like, oh, I guess there's, there's certain sense, like it makes sense to a certain extent. Like I know that's a massive, massive generalisation, but... I know, I know a lot of, I've met a lot of hot people in their lives that know that they're hot. And yep. I think sometimes the personality does suffer a little bit because maybe they don't have to rely on it as much. Yeah. I don't know. Am I, am I, am I judging you? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you because I reckon, especially with guys, the hotter you are, the worse they are in bed because they feel like they don't have to try. Whereas ah. when you're when you're when you're not as good looking or you've got a, not haven't got a great body, it's like you have to try really hard to impress because because you can't rely on your looks. Whereas <laughs> some people just think I'm really hot. Is it bad that straight away I thought in my head, think of ugly guys to have sex with, think of ugly guys to have sex with. Like straight away I was thinking in my head going through who maybe I should call. <laughs> because I mean, who's going who's going a bit, who's going to a bar? And seeing a guy and going, oh, batting a little bit above, you know, below where I could be, he's probably going to be, you know, an animal in his sack. Let's take him home and give him a whirl. Not like, me. <laughs> Not a me. A whirl. <laughs> a whirl. Yeah, well, there's nothing. Well, no, they would give you a whirl if they're ugly. I don't know. I think uh, I call it this syndrome, and I don't know if this falls into this of people being good looking, but it falls into this category of people being handed shit, right? So mm. it also falls yeah. into a category of footballers, like people that have always been good at sport or yeah. people that have always kind of been the, the class clown and been kind of carried through their group or, you know, these people that haven't, I don't know, just kind of seem, things seem to work out for them. And yeah, and I think it's, yeah, I agree. I think it's the same with girls as well because a lot of really hot chicks and they have this reputation of, you know, the blonde bimbo that they're dumb. Um, and it's because they've, you know, I guess had it easy, like you're saying, Sophie, had it easy their whole life and been given things their whole life and, haven't had to work really hard and things because they just rely on their looks so they can become a bit bland in their personality. Yeah, and I well, think I... it stretches out to lots of different pe kinds of people, like people that society sees as being more valuable than not. So, yeah. you know, if it's obviously for Australia, it's sports. So if you've been good at sport and you were, I know blokes that, you know, would play really good sport, not even make it to AFL, but be really good in high school and then mm. still kind of carry on this, not arrogance, but this kind of sense sense of entitlement because of how they were made to feel, particularly in country towns. If you're good yeah. at sport in a country town and I've got lots of family that 
you know, a country f- country folk, it, you know, you might as well be the mayor of the fucking world. Like, and so <laughs> then you all of a sudden don't make it to the AFL or whatever and you go, why does he think that he's actually a big shot? And it's because of that stuff. So it go, it extends to more than even just, I reckon, good looks. It's like people that are good looking, people that are good at sport, you know, screw the doctors and actual things, people that are making changing lives yeah there's all these things that people look at that actually are valuable and they're the ones that i reckon can kind of that choose to sit back on their ass well can i, can I ask both both of you girls are very very physically attractive and look i don't know whether this is going to be exactly the same because the study was on, done on blokes are you, on are you drunk basically <laughs> like i know you're pregnant now that's weird um well you you guys are both very very attractive people have you ever had people say to you, oh my god i like you so nice no like, Surprised or shocked no. or weirded out that you've got a great personality as well as the yeah. To okay, this is going to sound really weird because I don't think I'm attractive at all. But when I was don't you at all like not no, even well, at I'm all. Not a little, little, oh, a little I'm, bit. I'm not. I had days where I'm like I put makeup on to talk to you guys because I feel so gross. Do um, you? <laughs> no. Oh, I was going to say I didn't know that about you, Haley. I've fucking barely even seen you with makeup on, barely ever. <laughs> well, when I was at uni, I was um, I was looked completely different to what I look like now. I had blonde hair and I was oh. you know, like really tanned and I was... Surfer yeah, girl? Um, yeah, I was... A, I could wear the jetty surf and I was a typical surfer girl and I used to wear like mini skirts and Ugg boots. I know, so tragic. And, stuff, <laughs> and I remember being... Um, meeting this guy at uni and, and him meeting him at the gym later and he came up to me after about six months of us knowing each other and said, I've written a paper on you. And I was like... What you've written a, a thing like a what a thesis about me, and he goes, yeah. He goes, it's all about judging people on the way they look. And when ah. I first met you, I assumed you would be like a Britney Spears, ah. and just be this airhead kind of. Blonde oh my hero. god! Yeah. So you, did I you know, know? Did you really know him when he come up and no, said I, all this I was stuff in a couple of shoots with him? Like we did a couple of lectures together god. and shoots together, and he said, and then he heard that I was getting. Um, credits and distinctions and things like that. And he goes, and I, and I totally just misjudge you. I just thought you were this total different person. I thought you were dumb with little personality. And then, you know, and then I realised that you were this total other person with, you know, a big personality and you're really outgoing and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, I was I was massively judged on the way that I looked. Wow. How do you react to that? That is so bizarre. I'd be a little bit... Fr- were you freaked well, out by that? I was freaked out because he was a mature age student. (laughs) (laughs) And he asked you to hop in the back of his car. (laughs) Just come here, little girl. Yeah, exactly. He was about 45, I think, and I was like 21. Oh, that's... That's stalkerish, creepy. Well, you know what? It's well, it does feel like that because he was observing you and then actually wrote seventeen pages on you. So I guess that's that that element. But what an experience to have in that you know before you even kind of got into this work that was happening to you. Yeah, I know, and 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 you know what? That's one of the reasons why I actually changed my hair color because I moved to Queensland for radio, and. In Queensland, obviously, everybody is like a bloody model up there. They've all mm. got long blonde hair and they're all skinny and big boobs. And I just felt like I don't want to be mm-hmm. one of these people. So mm-hmm. I ended up dyeing my hair dark brown, which is what it actually is naturally. And, and I look much less like Kesha than I used to. Because <laughs> I, I, I didn't want people to think. Because they do. They look at you and go, oh, yeah, she just must be this dumb bimbo. Um, is that, is that really why? Did you actually go to the hairdresser yep. and go, I'm sick of people thinking I'm a dumbass, uh, even though I yeah. like 
have blonde hair, I'm going to change. I was about yeah, to be like, like yeah, done, yeah, and then I realised I still have blonde hair. Society thing though, like what everything external is. So blonde is always. I wonder where this began. Would you reckon it's Marilyn Monroe or something like that, where Mm -hmm. Bridget Bardot, these kinds of iconic characters that are blonde that look like the party girls? I don't know. And then it's kind of filtered on for years and years to come that the blonde girl is always the good time girl. Yeah. Yeah, the sexy reputation. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that. I I own that a bit. Like I like I like that kind of rough blondie that Kate Moss. You know, yeah. just a bit rough you around the edges. <laughs> I don't. So, if people think I'm a slut, that's all right. Like, they can think what they want. Do you think? Do you think you have? Have you have you ever been any other hair colour but blonde today? I was always a brunette, and then decided because obviously I thought, oh, you know what? I've got like light features like Kylie Minogue. I could probably go blonde and ash like her. I'm not joking. Yeah, I'm actually br- not joking. Are you a brunette naturally? I thought yeah. you were blonde. And then I did balayage oh. last year. Brunette, of course. And I did balayage last year so where it kind of went darker, you know, when it helped, went darker yeah, at the top. Yeah, yeah. And then it was only, I think, last month that I went back kind of really light and every single person are like, Oh my God! Why did you ever go the other way again? Really? Yeah. Everyone was like, "Stacy, no, no." And like a friend, a mutual friend of mine, and Haley's, mm. for year, years, Nathan's like, "You need to just be blonde." Like I'm telling you, just yeah. be blonde, just be blonde. Yeah, it suits you. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But it's weird that people have that much of a. Not that it's nice that people give a shit, but isn't it weird that it can change? Like straight away, people's faces were like, "Oh, yeah." That's just the way it should have always oh, been. I'm shocked yeah, that you are. I'm not naturally not blonde, though. Oh, really? What, what you were saying, you, it does have a, an effect on your personality or the or the way people perceive you, and it's so stupid, but it's true. Mm. Mm. It's weird. It's weird, but yeah, no, I definitely feel better as a as a, a blondie. Yeah, I, you look the, the only experience I've ever had of dyeing my hair is I had this, like, voucher. You have a mane like, of hair, Christy. It would take yeah, you seven days to dye your hair. Oh, uh, yeah, in year nine. And I got, there were, like, free foils and it turned. Free foils? <laughs> <laughs> okay, two wrong words here. Year nine okay. and free. <laughs> I've, got dark, I've got dark, dark hair and I put in blonde foils. And it went that copper orange colour. I cried <laughs> for days. And you were stripy. And, and, and you could count the individual. Oh, stripy. Yeah, I had the stripy look. But, but stripy was out. Stripy was out like seven Stri- years before Stripy's I been out some for some time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still that. get scared that some people be stripy because I moved to Shepparton. And I'm sorry to, you know, I just wasn't sure about the hairdressers. I've, you know, it doesn't even matter where you move. You just get stuck with your hairdresser. And I, that poor bitch that did my hair for the first time here, I was like, I don't do stripy. Like I said to her, I don't like it separated too much. And she looked at me like, yeah, no shit, neither does the rest of the world, moron. Like, we've all, we've all got the memo. 
<laughs> I don't get why people with dark hair, like obviously we did it when we were in high school, Christy, but I don't get why people with dark hair think, oh yeah, it's going to look really natural if I have some like, light. People, some people are blonde or red. My mum has like mm. short hair and then he's like, I just want some streaks to lighten it up. No, Mum, your hair is almost black. It just actually doesn't line anything up. It just looks like lightning bolts. Do you guys remember that mousse, the Schwarzkopf mousse or whatever, and you put it through your hair and it would lighten it? <laughs> or I put I lemon in my hair once. Yeah. Oh, with Glad Wrap. Yeah, lemon and Glad yeah, Wrap. it. Uh-huh. It didn't work. Yeah. And my hair was brown, so I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. My best mate and I, when we were 14, just at her house, we just would try it. <laughs> Did nothing. Oh, man. All right, Philip went off about seven years ago. Hales, do you want to have a go? Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to go to Judging with Judge Judge? Yeah, let's okay? do it. Let's do it. All right. I, like, I'm going to admit, I... I judge people on TV. We all judge people on TV. Like, you, you see someone on the on the news or on a TV show, and we love to judge. But I think in real life, when you're with your friends or you're just with regular people, the, being the victim of someone judging you is the worst. And I mm. had it the other day. Um, and I don't know if you guys are... Do you judge women openly? Um, I think it... I don't know, openly. I think in your head you probably will always do a quick, oh, you know, what, what's the go there? Or... I stopped doing it a while ago no. out loud with my girlfriends and whatever. Yeah. If I found that there was people... I mean, look, there'll be times where, you know, my friend will ring me and say that there's a bitch at work doing this and whatever, and then she'll just need you to kind of go, what a mole, or, you know, yeah. for that. But in terms of kind of looking, going out for a drink and looking at someone and going, oh, that is hideous, Red I've yeah, tried to grow out of that a bit. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like high school, it was right. Everyone used to judge mm. each other because everyone mm. was a bitch. But whereas then you kind of grow out of it. But then it's like it comes back. And you guys aren't in that stage of your life yet where you've got kids. But mums are the worst. Yeah, it's true. Mm. They're just... And I, even though I am one, I've got one and a half kids. <laughs> One's on the way. It's I hate mums that judge other, other mums. And I had it the other day. I was at, um, taking often my two-year-old uh, to a serious swimming lesson. And he's a boy, obviously. Austin's a boy's name. Uh, but he's into, like, he's totally into all kind. Like, he loves his trucks and stuff, but he also loves running around in my high heels every night. And so when I was painting my nails a couple of Saturdays ago, he said, Mommy, can I have mine done? So I, I painted, like, three of his toenails on his foot, thinking, no worries, I'm not going to say no to my son. Who cares? He's a two-year-old. Who cares if he has coloured nails? And who cares if he's ten? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it wouldn't, shouldn't matter. Who yeah. gives a shit? Yes. Yeah. So we're at the swimming and one of the other mums who has like one of those. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This voice is like this. Like, she just judges people. And actually like, has a peg on her nose. Naturally jumping boss. <laughs> she goes to me... This is already one of these stories that I feel like I need to say. What a mole. Exactly okay, what I was explaining about seven say, seconds ago. You can say a yeah. pre-what a mole. Yeah. She's a pre-what a mole. She, um, first of all, comes up to me and goes, why would you paint your son's nails? He's a boy oh. with a patronising voice. But then looks at my son and goes... I think mummy wanted you to be a girl. <gasps> Boys don't paint their nails. Oh my god! And this yeah. is a mo- this is a mother. This is another mum. And to be honest with you, he's two. Who freaking cares? Like, as if I'm going to say, no, boys don't paint their nails. If he wants to wear a tutu, I'm not going to go, no, sorry, boys don't wear tutus. Like, I'll let him do whatever he wants to do. But she just made me feel like. What the hell are you doing? You don't know what you're doing. You're not supposed to paint your son's nails. Like, there's rules. I just made you. I think it's one thing. I think it's so fucking retarded that she would say something to you in the first place. Yeah, turn around to your your two-year-old. Well, that's exactly right, and I—that's what scares me the the shit out of me about having kids—is that you can kind of give them the lessons and and you know try and let them be as open-minded and and whatever the the way you want to raise them. But then it's setting them out to the world. Like he's only two, and already he's hears some tone of a woman. He may or may not remember this, but you don't know. He sets a tone to this this woman, and maybe he just overhears. Maybe he's four years old is a couple of years and he overhears the conversation and he all of a sudden associates painting his nails with not being okay from early on and that is so so frightening that they can pick that up and then they become too bad if he does want to paint his nails as an adult man he like and he's trapped in a from that memory like I know that's a really stretched way of looking at it but that's what freaks me out about the world and I, I also think, like, if you look at your girlfriends now, so you guys are probably still a couple of years away from thinking about that kind of stuff, but um, it's really Oh, I think about it. I just don't have anyone to insert me. Well, you will. <laughs> 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 you like Carly. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. So yeah, it's really, so... For some reason, uh, when they become a mum, some women think that they are on this higher being and they do these mummy blogs and they everything's about being a mum and even though I am one of these people, it's like they think they're better than everybody else because they have a child. Have you felt that yet with any of your friends that have got kids? Um, like, you don't understand because you don't have kids. Yeah, I've got, I mean, I've got friends that... Yeah, my girlfriend, it's a bit funny because... She is one of the she's the only one out of my high school girls that have mm. kids, um, yeah. and I think what the way she's described it in the past has been, particularly mums that maybe have made the choice to not work, and this yeah. is a massive generalisation. So I'm not saying that this is across the board, but there's all all this time 
now. So not necessarily that you have time as a mum to sit on your ass. I'm not saying that by no means. But there is this brain time that you don't have that isn't necessarily maybe yep. doing the same things it was doing at 3 o'clock in the afternoon when you had to file a report or you had to answer to a boss or do a meeting. Instead, you know, you're figuring out which TV show is going to settle your kids and that isn't using the same brain capacity. So all of a sudden there's this openness to maybe create this kind of new life for yourself that ends up being the rules or, or a job in itself, which makes yep. you think you're in this position that everyone's in that place. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah it does. Totally it's it's almost like it comes job. out of, not not boredom, but but you're right, it needs to maybe perhaps fill a void. And it's like anybody, it's similar there. to the idea of people that are at trolls online, you yeah. know, that there's a lot of... There's a lot of um, the more research we do as this gets more full on is that people have a lot of time on their hands and are not, you know, channeling it effectively. And if she had something else to go to after that swimming lesson, she wouldn't have had fucking time to have a go at Austin's nail polish. Yeah, you're right. She's got too much time on her hands, so she just feels like she has to judge. Oh, I think feel it. I think feel it. I don't know. That being said, though, I don't know whether, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I am sure that this lady perhaps is the type of person, if you're going to go up to a two-year-old and say you shouldn't be wearing nail polish and say to the mother, he shouldn't be wearing nail polish, you wanted him to be a girl. Like, I don't think coming out of boredom or, or needing to fill a void from not working, you know, like, do you reckon that's a bit of a, a cop-out? Yeah, I, she sounds like she would be that kind of person regardless. Like that. Yeah, I'm not saying way out there kind of thing to do. It's but pretty I, unimaginable. I don't think that it justifies it. I just think it gives an explanation. Like I think yeah. in a, in a way she creates this kind of entitlement in her own head about what her role is, and her role to her is that she's, you know, full-time and she has the capacity to make those decisions about what's right or wrong in her own role. So, therefore, it exudes everywhere else externally. I actually don't even think about the fact that it's inappropriate for me to comment about your son because in my own world, I am entitled. Do you know what I mean? And so then you shoot it off everywhere you are and all these other people are affected going, you're just a bitch. Yeah, and then she'd go to a stupid mummy's group and, and say, oh, I saw a girl swimming and she painted her son's name. And it begins. Well, yeah. And, and she doesn't think... Exactly. She doesn't think anything of it other than the fact that she's entitled to have that opinion when, in fact, she's actually not because it's got nothing to do with her. She's a mum in her do, own yeah, world. You're right. You do feel, when you have a kid, you do feel very cut off from the world, Stacey. So, and especially when you're... Like, I only spent, like, nine weeks before I went back to work and I don't think I actually could have lasted any longer. As much as I love my child so much, I'm not built to be a state home mum I just I would lose my mind and it is because um it's not that you have so much time to do other stuff but you like you said your brain is just totally calculated to concentrate after this kid after you've been working for you know 29 30 years of your life Mm. you just feel like maybe there's I've got nothing else to think about other than this child and everything related to this child. Yeah, and, and in her mind, she could very well be reading mother's books and, and doing everything she can be to be the perfect parent, but it, it takes to the point where she's exhumed herself in it completely that now she thinks she's kind of in the right to make comments about other kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like this yeah. new job. I mean, what's, what's the best way to deal with that, though? Like, how did you actually respond, mm-hmm. especially seeing as your son was there, as well, bitch was saying? I was, like, shocked. I, I just sat there going, did you really just say that? And it was afterwards. It's like one of those things when someone says really something mm. to you and mm. afterwards you come back with a comeback. Yeah. And I was lying in bed that night going, I'm really pissed off at this stupid 
mole. Like, how dare she say that? I wish I said something back. But and that's so I nice. Like, it's a protective. It it's a protective thing too. I reckon. Like, you yeah. straight away go back off. Like, yeah, it's full on. I could, you, yeah, I could imagine. I get, would get that with you know your best mate or your sister or something, let alone yeah. your child. Yeah, and then you keep thinking about it later and you think of all of the scenarios of all of the things you could have said and the way you could have punched her or... Done, you and know, you know like what? Before we move on to the other the other gem, I think as well it's just a bit shit because I think also I feel bad for chicks sometimes because they have an idea of what this role is. So I'm going to not work or I am going to work. This is what it means to be a mum. And I think sometimes you get lost in it. You know, you start to think that there's a certain way to do it and that she's got this character on and therefore she becomes this mum character that therefore then starts to think that they can give opinions on everyone else's kids as well because that's the job and it's a universal job. Well, actually, yeah. it's just a job to your kid, mate. Like, yeah, she missed the memo. Like, but somebody that is, is willing enough to say that, maybe she, maybe before she even have, had kids, she would be somebody. No, Christy, you're bang on. Like you that. are so maybe. stuck on her being, like, mean girls at school. Like, you are like, nah, this baby shit's a cop out. <laughs> she's been a bitch from the day she was born. I'm straight down the line. Like, she's being a bitch. Just call it, you know. Yeah, like, she's probably true. a bitch before she even had her kids. Hayley, this exactly. is why Christy and I say we work so well, because I'm like, there's a deeper analytical meaning here. And Christy's like, oh, no. nah. Nah, she's just a mole. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Sorry. Um, I also found a study throughout the week that I saw on the project, um, and thank God Kate Lambrook was one of the ones on the project talking about it because I just I anything that. she says is amazing. Yeah, but so good. then for her to talk about this particular topic was about uh, alpha women um, are advised by said psychologist uh, to... Um, kind of go for beta males. So from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, girls, elf women are quite ambitious, quite opinionated or at least um, independent, uh, you know, just strong-willed women, I suppose, mm. would be an alpha woman or an alpha character, really. It doesn't have to be a yeah. woman. That's kind of what alpha means. And then beta would be a bit more supportive, bit more responsible, bit more, um, I guess, considered, all those kinds of things. So they're saying that... That kind of woman in particular needs to look at attracting that kind of man. Really? Mm. Like that's like that's the best relationship. For that type of woman, yeah. Yeah, but you know wow. you know that that old saying the opposites attract thing. I don't know. As much as I don't know, I, I can kind of see that study and what you you're putting forward stays two kind of ways and and my first initial way is like, what the fuck? Don't tell us to do whatever. Like you can't go saying this person needs this person because that doesn't make sense. But then when I think about it more, I think that the best kind of partnerships, and you just said it before, why you we you and I work well together or any romantic partnership or any partnership for that matter, I've found that, and if I step back and look at all of my relationships, that there are a lot of, a lot of opposites and that's why we work well together or get along together because we are so I feel like alpha yeah. I feel like alpha and beta though is a little bit different to opposites. Does that make sense? Well what would well, reality wise they they they're pretty different. One yeah, I guess. And the other one's a bit weaker. I kind of I'm I guess I'm an alpha woman, I guess, but I prefer like all my relationships in the past have failed because I chose the beta guy. And, yeah. Um, okay. And and I seriously, and I feel bad now, but I walked all over them. He, they would have licked the ground that I walked on. They just they just did everything that I 
they agreed with everything I said and, and I always won the argument whereas Jimmy, my husband, is the reason I fell for him is because like he would say no to me and he would stand his ground. Mm. He's an alpha male mm. and that kind of attracted me to him. So mm. we're both, I guess, alpha male, alpha yeah. male. We work together. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I'm still a bit confused. I'm, the jury's still out with what I want, but and I'm still even confused thinking about it with my last big relationship. But I guess from what I've started to gather is that maybe I don't want to be alpha romantically. Now, I'm not saying I necessarily want somebody to do everything for me, but being an alpha woman, particularly at work, in our industry is fucking exhausting. It's really hard work. And it does come pretty natural to me. It's not like I'm putting it on for work. But there's also a time where I think of a nice place would be to be at home with someone that can make the decision and that someone that can, you know, yeah. organise what we're doing for the weekend and I don't have to be the driver of that. And I I don't know, I, not saying that a beta man can't do that but it does sound like in this theory it's like you do that in all of your relationships in all parts of your life whereas mm. when I get home I want to switch that off a little bit and be a bit softer not that and I'm is, hard but, but you know what I mean funny because you, you look at what you consider yourself to be and it's funny that your perception of what you are whether it be alpha beta or otherwise it might be very different to other people well there is absolutely no questioning there is no questioning that I'm not an alpha woman at work like that is not ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So you kind of, as a woman, you have to be an alpha woman. And I think, to be honest, yeah. I think you do yeah. in our industry and what we're trying, where our job is, you probably have to be an alpha personality. I don't even think it's just yeah. woman. I think as an alpha personality, you need to kind of want to stand out and do all you of do. that. There's another yeah. element to it for women because it's probably newer that that's happening. Uh, so we feel like we've got a bit more pressure and a few more things to kind of punch down, but. Overall, it's more of a everyone thing. So I would like to have the idea that when you get home, I don't know, it's just chill out time and that someone else is kind of being the alpha and driving the game. I mean, do you feel a little bit like that too, Hales, in the sense that your work self is different to your home yeah. personal self? Like you I was can compartmentalise? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, as soon as you said that, I was like, that, that's me as well. At work, I'm alpha, but at home... You know, I like Jimmy to make a lot of the like financial kind of decisions, and um, and I like it that he's an alpha male because beta. I, I think I picture a beta like he's still emotional and stuff, but I think a, a beta kind of guy I picture as soft and indecisive, and kind of that turns me off. I want someone who you know knows what they want to do and they're passionate, and mm. Um, mm. you know, mm. I, I'm more attracted to probably someone who's more alpha, I guess. Mm, I don't know. And I think... I mean, it depends how the extremes, I guess. I don't want to... Yeah, because I think a beta male could also essentially be, which is still why I think the jury's not out for me, but I think it's not necessarily that I want an alpha, but maybe the beta you know, they can, it's still passionate and doing those kinds of things, but it's a bit more responsible. Maybe those characters are the ones that take charge as well. Maybe it doesn't mean... Do you know what I mean? Like, beta doesn't have to mean doormat. Mm. Or walkover. Yeah, that's a dream, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's a thing that you would have a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. I mean, that's kind of the perfect kind of man, like in my eyes anyway, that there is that soft, sensitive understanding side, but still that, still the ability to be able to say what they think and and go up against you regardless of of how headstrong you are. I'm trying to figure out if my last boyfriend was an alpha or a beta now. It's like... They're just too... They're too hard. They're too black and white. I don't know that you can be either or all the time. It's like you saying, Stace, as much as you are a, a very strong person... 
from what I know of you and from what you are at work, I don't think you can be 100, 100% IOA. Nah. No, 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 no. Um, and I think, to be honest with you, I think I probably, that was why it might not have worked because I was a bit of an alpha at home as well. And you, I just, it doesn't work because you kind of want them to step up. Mm. Yeah, no one likes extreme, I don't reckon. I, I, like, I wouldn't want to be with someone who's an extreme alpha or someone who's an extreme beta. Like you said, it's a bit from column A, a bit from column B. Yeah, it's, so, a, it's a mixture, I think, that works the best. So the science can go get fucked and we'll all go back to the Buddhist way of balance. <laughs> <laughs> which is actually the story of my life. And the balance is hard, but we'll aim for that rather than that. Let's find the calm guy. Hmm. No, I don't know what that voice was. <laughs> that was the, that was the mum voice. That was a patronising mum voice. No, it was, I was supposed to be like the little girl, like, let's do this. But it didn't, oh. it didn't work. <laughs> Bugger. Uh, uh, all right, that is it from us. Philip's gone off. Hayley, that was so fun. Thanks for making some time. Oh, I know you've got you. a thousand things going on. Yeah, that was so much fun. It's so easy. You guys are great together. It's so easy to just, just, just hang it out with my mates and I've only ever met you once, Christy, and you about a thousand times. I know. <laughs> I know, only. Uh, and so if you do want to find Hales, um, you can hear her on air every morning on SAFM in Adelaide or you can follow her on Twitter at Hayley underscore Pearson, P-E-A-R-S-O-N. And she's on the project uh, on the, the Whip Around most Friday nights as well if you want to put a pretty face to a name. She does She does have people write thesis about her look, so I would imagine oh, yes. that it's well worth checking it out. Yeah, you're right. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask? Did you, did you ever end up reading the thesis that this no, video told you about? No, I never saw about? it. I <sighs> about Maybe we can thesis. try and get that. I yeah. never saw it. I, I... I have no idea. You should do that on air, mate. And you should oh try God, and get you um you should try and get the archives. Because if it's a thesis, he's probably doing his masters. Probably well, he was old enough. Imagine no, reading like... back what he would say about you at that age. That would be fucking <laughs> fascinating. Oh. That but would be unreal. What he assumed I was. I, I like I look back and go, Oh yuck, I was so even my personality back then, I was so immature. Oh, whatever. Immature now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thanks for listening. If you want to listen to any of our other podcasts, do so um, on iTunes or you can find us at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or uh, on Twitter at thinkergirltv. Uh, Till next time. Thanks, Hal. See you, young mate. Bye, guys. Bye. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or thinkergirltv on Twitter. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.